Um, okay, so we've talked about this, but it's been a while um, with North Korea and what they've been up to. Well, much of the world has been busy keeping an eye on what the situation is with uh, Russia and Ukraine. Of course, that's been dominating the headlines. Well, right now, the U.S. keeping a very close eye, they say, on the continued possibility of a nuclear test by North Korea. And they say they will have a robust response. But yes, we're back into that territory again with North Korea and nukes. So let's get some insight on what's happening and what the risks are. I think we know there's some sizable risks. We're going to chat with James Trottier now, who's a fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute, a lawyer and a former career Canadian diplomat who led four diplomatic missions to North Korea and was in charge of political, economic, diplomatic affairs at the Canadian Embassy in South Korea. Um, Mr. Trottier, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me. The situation there, I mean, tell us what, like I say, we, I think everybody understands that this is a big part of what's going on here. The fact the whole world has been sort of occupied with Russia and Ukraine. What's North Korea been up to over the last several months that now all of a sudden it's back in the headlines? Well, in 2022, North Korea has undertaken 18 separate missile launch events involving 31 missiles. And a variety of those missiles have been designed to be nuclear capable. And of these launches, only one, possibly two, is known to have been unsuccessful. And that was an, an attempted launch of an intercontinental ballistic missile on March 16th. And it's the largest and most powerful missile in North Korea's arsenal. And they will, uh, they can be expected to repeat that test until it's uh, successful. They did test an, uh, a smaller ICBM missile on March 24th, which flew higher and longer than any previous North Korean missile. That's the missile that Kim Jong-un previously had said uh, could reach North America. Um, so as you say, while the West has been understandably preoccupied with, with, with uh, the Ukraine um, situation, uh, the North Koreans actually have proceeded at an unprecedented pace to test a variety of missiles. They've been cruise and ballistic missiles, long-range ICBMs, intermediate and short-range, land-based and submarine-based missiles. So not only the pace, but also the quality and capability of the missiles tested is uh, is uh, unprecedented. And uh, they conducted a missile launch after President Biden's visit to the region a couple of weeks ago. And then last Sunday, another barrage of eight missiles on the completion of a U.S.-South Korean joint naval exercise off uh, Okinawa in, in Japan. And what can be expected is they will continue to conduct missile launches, and these will be increasingly bigger and bolder tests. And, and then, as you say, um, basically the... Uh, American uh, administration, the Biden administration, is saying that there'll be another nuclear test possibly as early as this week. Yeah, I mean, that's the concern everybody's keeping a very close eye on now. And we've we've seen that before. We've seen missile tests before. But like you say, they're advancing, they're escalating. So, I mean, these are essentially provocations in a lot of ways. Are, are they are they different than the ones we've seen in the past? Are people more concerned or is this just more of more of the same from North Korea? Well, there's always a concern, and, and the concern goes goes up and down. I mean, it's heightened at certain uh, uh, certain times. So it's certainly a heightened state of, of concern. And uh, as I mentioned, they've uh, their tests are at an unprecedented pace, and also uh, in terms of quality and capability. Um, the other difference, uh, I suppose, from before is that in 2017, North Korea called a halt to its long-range missile and nuclear tests. And until March of this year, they had been very careful not to cross what they consider a U.S. red line. But then they did it with their tests of the uh, of the IC intercontinental ballistic missiles. And having crossed that one red line, uh, it's now expected that they'll cross the other red line, which is the test, the nuclear test, which would be the seventh 
uh, nuclear tests they've conducted, and the fifth one under current leader uh, Kim Jong-un. What's the risk here? I mean, uh, and what's the U.S. concern with? Obviously, uh, you know, another nuclear test sets everybody on edge, but um, just with the direction that we're headed in right now, what are people most concerned about? Well, the concern is that uh, with uh, the North Koreans launching these tests and and conducting their own uh, military uh, displays of of power, uh, you have the U.S. and South Koreans um, uh, uh, conducting joint uh, exercises, um, including uh, uh, 20 warplanes flying off the uh, coast uh, just uh, this week um, in a display of uh, power, um, that this could lead to uh, uh, inadvertent uh, uh, clashes and accidents. Uh, that could that could escalate. Uh, that is always the risk in the um, uh, Korean Peninsula. Not that somebody would launch a, 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 a deliberate strike, but that uh, there would be a misreading of the other side's intentions. So I don't think there's been much response uh, officially that I've seen anyway as these tests have been carried out over the past several months. But we're now hearing from the U.S. if there is a nuclear test carried out in the coming days, there will be a swift and severe response. Any idea? I mean, is this the line, and what might that response be? Well, they already uh, carried out uh, a variety of responses. Uh, Actually, after the March 24th ICBM test, South Korea test-fired a volley of its own smaller ballistic and air-to-ground missiles. And then, uh, most recently, in response to the Sunday's North Korea launch of of eight missiles, um, the, the South Koreans responded... Uh, in in kind. They basically fired eight missiles of their own. And this is the first tit-for-tat exchange since 2017. And in addition, as I mentioned, uh, the 20 U.S. and South Korean warplanes conducted a combined air power demonstration over waters off the west coast of the Korean Peninsula. So in terms of the forceful response, uh, yes, the United States says that, but in fact, and they've also spoken that it will be another U.N. Security Council resolution, but uh, I'm quite, <laughs> I don't believe there will be because uh, the U.S. and Russia will not support uh, such, a, such a resolution. So that just leaves displays of military power, which fails to impress North Korea, but also could lead to this inadvertent accidental clash. Um, okay, so we'll watch closely and see what happens. And like you say, I mean, it's, it's always the risk just gets heightened. The more and more the activity there is that something could, like you say, even inadvertently go wrong. That's probably the biggest risk. Um, yeah, right. And, and I, I might just add that, that beyond that, there's the fact that you have uh, uh, in the larger Asian sphere, you basically have North Korea you know, doubling down on missiles, the nuclear weapons, uh, China and Russia easing off sanctions, and China challenging patrol aircraft, attempting to enforce sanctions. And on the other side, of course, you have the United States and its allies uh, trying to uh, enforce these sanctions. So that that has the potential for another uh, clash. All right, uh, Mr. Trache, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us.